And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. You can catch us every weekend and join our program. And I hope that we have an ability to help you have better health, a better vitality, a better level of energy, and just well-being throughout your entire body. I think you're listening because you want to be better. You want better health. You want to be able to have more mobility, flexibility. You just want to be healthier overall. And you can be, absolutely. Now, it depends on how old you are. When you're starting to be conscious of your health and you want to improve your health, so it may be that you have some damage done that can't be reversed or overcome. We are where we are, but you can get better wherever you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what condition you are in, and the best medicine in the world is your diet, food. What you eat are loaded with all kinds of natural components, natural chemicals, not synthetic, natural chemicals in the food that we eat, including vitamins and minerals, anthocyanidins, polyphenols, and all those names that we don't easily slide off our tongue, but they're there to have an impact on our health. Those chemicals talk to ourselves. Literally, they talk to ourselves. They give ourselves an influence to be healthy. Or, if you have bad chemicals in your food, like synthetic dyes, colors, sugar, refined carbohydrates, junk, literally junk, garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you're putting garbage in, <laughs> and listen, it isn't literally the garbage you're throwing out in the trash bin. It's the garbage you buy in the market, buy in the grocery store, buy in the supermarket. You're buying garbage. It's garbage to your body. It's not literally garbage, not rotting, it's not spoiling. It can't spoil. In many cases, the chemicals that they put into food provide a shelf life almost for an, in an indefinite period of time. So let's learn how to put more healthy foods into our body. Like good proteins. We need lots of protein. About 100 to 125 grams of protein per day. Healthy fats like extra virgin olive oil, macadamia nut oil, olive, olive, excuse me, avocado oil, pecan oil, macadamia nut oil. Did I mention that? These are all omega-9 fatty acids. These are good, healthy fats. Vegetable oils are not healthy, and they're highly refined and processed. They're produced under high levels of pressure and heat, destroying the oil. 
and then they use chemicals to bleach it, to deodorize it. These vegetable oils are very high in omega-6 fatty acids, which are pro-inflammatory compounds. We can make ourselves healthier if we know what to choose. And I hope you find that answer here, that we're helping you to find the right answers for your health. Today we have a great program. We're going to talk about increasing melatonin for kids. Is that okay? Or is that a serious concern? And we'll talk to, talk to you about another study on why ultra-processed foods is terrible for your health. And sleep-deprived, sleep deficiency, and how it affects diabetes and insulin resistance. And we'll talk about a herb from India called Bacopa. Manganese can improve your circulation. And ladies, what about all those hot flashes, those night sweats? Well, here's a new herb that has, well, it's not a new herb, it's an old herb, but a new study that recommends milk thistle. Milk thistle has been used in Europe for hundreds of years for improving liver function. We'll find out why it has an ability to help improve your liver, ladies, and hot flashes. And you know it's time to cut sodium. Not salt, but sodium. And then we'll talk about polycystic ovaries or ovarian. We have so much to talk about. But one thing that I really do want to talk about is my Christmas wish. This is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the year that I really sit down and reflect what has happened this past year and how we can make it better next year. Everything better next year. Not just your health, but everything. So my Christmas wish for you, I would like to extend a holiday greeting to everyone out there, to all the people that have joined my program throughout the year, all the people that have read my books and tried to make a difference in their life, in themselves. We can't help others unless we help ourselves first. So at the close of this year, I hope you take some time to reflect positively on the year that is almost past and the year yet to come. We can give thanks, and we should give thanks. God sometimes blesses us so much. I know in my life, God and his Holy Mother has blessed me so much this past year and all through my life. And I don't deserve it. But we are children of God. And as we have children, we want the best for them. God wants the best for us. 
so we can give thanks for our successes, for our health, and to look forward to our plans for the future. While I celebrate this season because it marks the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I believe there is a sense of rebirth in each one of us and a recognition that we are blessed and beyond blessed and so fortunate. Many times we don't deserve all those blessings. But God loves us so much and cares for us so much that he blesses us even though we don't deserve it. So through this year and through the next year, I think, it's, I think it's time we believe in caring for others, guiding people to better health. I have a passion in my life to make a difference in your life. I have three angels in my life that I talk about often. A priest, a captain in the Marine Corps, and the lady that I bought my first health food store from have been my three angels and have changed my life. Boy, they had a job to do to change my life, but they did. And I want to change the lives of others. It's never too late. We can make changes beyond our imagination. And I really do believe in the magic of Christmas and the joy that it fills in our hearts. I believe Christmas is more about giving than receiving. And the best gift in life is love to everyone, no matter who they are. We can reach out in love. It's better to overlove than to hate. And the best gift in our life is good health. So Merry Christmas to everyone. This is the most beautiful time of the year. You don't have to give presents. You don't have to give physical gifts. But just give of yourself and give love to everyone. Let's talk a little bit about our health, about male fertility. Something that maybe you've never thought about, but cell phones have been found to reduce sperm count. Several studies say yes, yes, yes. Cell phones can reduce sperm count. In a 2014 study, normal sperm samples from healthy men were placed next to a cell phone with an open line for five hours. Compared to sperm samples kept away from a phone, those that were exposed to the cell phone were associated with reduced movement, motility, and a greater DNA fragmentation. And in a recent new study, 
researchers questioned 2,800 otherwise healthy men about their cell phone use and analyzed their sperm samples. The result of this study found men who use cell phones more than 20 times a day, and that I think is low for many people, had a 21% decrease in sperm cell concentration versus men who rarely used a cell phone, maybe once a week or less. Cell phones emit electrical magnetic radiation. And more studies are planned to help further determine the effects of cell phones on reproductive and overall health. But you can boost, boost male fertility. And we're talking about ashwagandha, an Indian herb commonly called Indian ginseng. Because ginseng does not grow in India. It's never found in all the plants, spices, botanicals in India. Ashwagandha is their Indian ginseng. And we'll talk about CoQ10. Ashwagandha, one of my favorites, reduces stress and increases libido, sperm count, and sperm motility. After 90 days of supplementation with ashwagandha in men with infertility, sperm count increased 167%. Motility increased by 57%. And testosterone levels went up 33%. This is a very special form of ashwagandha. It's standardized at 35%. This is a rare form of ginseng through a very unique method of processing has been able to increase free testosterone by 33%, better than a drug. Now the dosage for ashwagandha, 150 to 300 milligrams daily standardized to a content. In seven published studies on CoQ10, ubiquinone, not ubiquinol, but ubiquinone. It's my favorite form of CoQ10. They have come out with what they say is a stronger, better form of CoQ10, but I haven't bought that yet. And I know many scientists that I have talked to better than my, my ability to analyze CoQ10 said they are sticking with ubiquinone, ubiquinone and not moving up to what they call a better form of ubiquinol. Anyway, the CoQ10 ubiquinone increases total sperm count by 18%, and a 50% increase in forward movement. 21% increase in sperm count. 
After eight months, treatment with CoQ10 in men with low sperm count and poor sperm movement, 34% of their partners successfully became pregnant. Studies used dosages ranging from 100 to 300 milligrams daily. There are two very wonderful forms of ashwagandha and CoQ10 to increase and ensure stability and absorption into the cellular level. Both of these unique compounds, ashwagandha and CoQ10, are blended with a starch compound called gamma-cyclodextrin. It's a starch that binds to ashwagandha and CoQ10 and substantially increases the absorption. Ashwagandha by up to 8%. So 100 milligrams would then represent about 800 milligrams of standard ashwagandha. And CoQ10 is absorbed up to 18 times standard CoQ10. Much easier to be absorbed and assimilated and have a higher bioactive function in the body. Now, we know that antibiotics today are far less effective than they were many years ago. We are overusing antibiotics. Animals are injected with antibiotics that we consume as food. And the increase is in antibiotic-resistant infections is on the rise. Antibiotics at one time were a lifesaver. But antibiotics used today to treat common illnesses frequently affecting children are now less than 50% effective than they were years ago. 50% less effective. And many of the forms of bacteria have built up a resistance that the antibiotics are not able to kill off. And the worst effective regions for less effectiveness is in Southeast Asia but now we find that antibiotic resistance is starting to skyrocket in the U.S. Bacteria are living organisms. They're live bugs that are constantly evolving. And when we use antibiotics or when doctors prescribe antibiotics, those bugs want to thrive. They want to live survive. So they find a way to resist the antibiotics and they become stronger. So antibiotics have to get stronger in order to have an effect on the stronger forms of bacteria or higher dosages. 
those that are highly sensitive to medication, the bugs will die. But those that are not will survive and replicate, grow, multiply. They're living. They want to survive. In the United States, 2.8 million people every year develop antibiotic-resistant infections. Nothing works. No matter what antibiotic they use or how much of the antibiotic they use or how many times of the antibiotics they use, the antibiotics cannot kill off the infectious bugs. Doctors can use stronger and more stronger antibiotics, but these drugs have major side effects. Major side effects, including hearing loss and kidney damage. Now there is a new superbug causing ear infections. Doctors in New York did further testing with kids, children, with ear infections, and they found they did not get better after several treatments with antibiotics. They discovered that the kids had a new superbug infection that were resistant to every approved antibiotic for kids. All 18 drugs did not work on ear infection for kids. The doctors finally cured the kids by giving them a very strong antibiotic only approved for adults. But now, however, there is a totally natural antibiotic that has been proven to reduce the duration and the severity of ear infection in kids with no side effects, no issues with re resistance. Kills every one of the bugs. And that substance is propolis. P like in Peter, R like Robert, O like Olive, P like Peter, O like olive, L-I-S, propolis, has been used safely by kids as young as one year old to reduce the severity and speed recovery from ear infections and other upper respiratory tract infections, all kinds of infections. It's a very powerful, natural, it's gathered from plant life, Bees use it to protect their hive from infection or contaminants and to provide a sterile environment so the colony is not killed off. And these plants are within the area of the beehive of the colony. They collect the vegetation from trees or buds or shrubs and bring it into the hive, mix it with their saliva and enzymes and then eventually beeswax to make it into a putty or a glue 
and they prepare the hive by sealing the cracks and the crevices and actually putting a ring around the opening of propolis around the opening to the hive that if anything comes through the opening, they're decontaminated. Pretty smart. We're not that we're not that smart. But God has given these creatures an instinct to survive and live. We have a free will. We do the dumbest things possible and try to get away from it and try to avoid it. We can't. Propolis is the best natural antibiotic everywhere. Because it, it actually it is called a multi-antimicrobial. That means it kills every form of pathogen, whether it be viral infection, bacterial infection, or fungal infection, any kind of infection. And you don't need a boatload. Probably about 100 to 200 milligrams of propolis that is complex to gamma cyclodextrin, which is the starch I talked about previously, with ashwagandha and CoQ10. When you mix propolis or any of these substances with gamma cyclodextrin, it, it speeds up the absorption, it stabilizes and increases the absorption systemically into the bloodstream and does not just reside in the intestinal tract, but it's absorbed. Absorption is the key to health. You can take 1,000 milligrams or 10,000 milligrams of something, but if it is terribly difficult to be absorbed, you get nothing. A small dose of a highly prepared propolis, 100 to 200 milligrams daily, blessed for some kids, for a a one-year-old, two-year-old, maybe only 50 milligrams. And it's absolutely safe. No side effects whatsoever. Never. It's like eating vegetables at your table. No side effects. This is extremely wonderful for kids because of COVID-19, because of ear infection, because of upper respiratory tract infection. Keep your kids healthy and yourself healthy as well. You might have a little higher dosage for adults. But propolis works on everyone. Highly effective for any kind of infection imaginable. Bacterial, viral, and fungal. And with that, my friends, we're at the bottom of the hour. Time to take a break. After these commercials, we'll come right back and we'll talk more about your health and our health right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Stay where you are, folks. I'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally, and this is another half hour of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're going to be here to the top of the hour. We only have an hour together on the weekends, so if you want lots more information, go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and there you'll find the archive section of the radio show. So that means you can listen to plenty and plenty of radio shows that we've aired in the past. You can read all of my newsletters that I have written in the past several years. Lots to read, lots to listen to, lots to view, lots to 
all kinds of stuff. You could be on my website for a long, long time and never run out of information. We have it there for you to learn how to be healthier over time. It's not an overnight proposition. It's not a two-week proposition. You can get healthy, healthier, healthier than you ever thought imaginable within three to six months. And then from there on, it goes up. So I'm happy you joined us because we can give you a lot of good information on how you can be healthier throughout the new year. So is increasing melatonin used by kids a serious concern? Or is it something that you can deal with? Increasing melatonin. Well, seen in the news, soaring melatonin use among U.S. children is a serious concern. Experts warn. A new survey of 1,000 parents find that 6% of kids ages 1 to 4 have been given melatonin in the past. Many news outlets have given the story a scary headline. They love to fear and to instill you with fear. Well, is melatonin using kids dangerous? That was their headline. Is melatonin used in kids dangerous? Well, I'll tell you what. All the experts, and none of these experts, have studied melatonin. Drug companies want melatonin. They want to make it into a drug. It is that valuable. And all of the experts that have studied melatonin, such as Dr. Russell Richter at the University of Texas, San Antonio, says no. All the data says no. Melatonin is not dangerous for kids. For example, in a study using melatonin as an add-on treatment for seizures, in infants 4 to 11 months, the babies had better sleep, fewer seizures than babies who were not given melatonin, and all with no adverse effects or side effects. So what is the concern? Well, poor quality products, and we find them on the market more and more every day. Contaminated products, counterfeit products, adulterated products, spiked products with drugs, and they're called natural. Be careful what you buy. Buy only from a reputable, trusted company. So getting past the poor quality of products, in a study of 25 melatonin products published earlier this year, and these were gummies, 
22 of them did not meet their label claims for melatonin content. Now, these were just 22 out of 25. Only three were quality products. 22 did not meet the label claim for the content of melatonin. One product had zero melatonin, but did test positive for CBD. There are more garbage products brought to the market because it's money. Amazon does not test products. They do not assure the customer, the consumer, that the product is safe and if it's a quality product. They just view claims. They will not allow the product on the market, on their site, that is a cure for cancer. I don't blame them. I would take it off the market too. But they don't examine or lab test or view any contents of a product. No, a zero content, they're selling that product. Be careful what you buy online. Another of the products out of these 25 had more than triple the amount of melatonin listed on the label. There's no quality control. They do not, they do not follow GMPs, good manufacturing practices. These are junk companies, all out there looking for a buck. Because more and more people are wanting to be healthy. More and more people are buying healthy products or products for their health. So be careful of what you buy. And here's another study I could not pass by. When I read the study, I just knew I had to share it with you. And here's another study on why ultra-processed foods are terrible for your health. Ultra-processed. What does that mean? Ultra-processed is ultra-bad for your health. Actually, what it means is in industrial, industrial formulations, not nature or natural. They're industrial formulations made with minimal or no whole foods and produced with additives, sugars, colors, flavors, chemical preservatives, like sugar breakfast cereals, white bread, bacon, hot dogs, packaged cookies. And researchers collected food diaries from over 250,000 healthy people and then followed them up with 10 to 11 years later. And the results they found was the higher the intake of ultra-processed foods, the greater the risk of having multiple chronic diseases at the same time, especially cancer, heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Look, folks, if you, if you shop the outside perimeter of the store, that usually means where the fruits, vegetables, berries, and fresh foods are sold. And then you can go into the dairy section. Cheese, 
milk. Too bad they didn't. Too bad we can't sell raw milk. That's a shame. Less people die from raw milk than any other form of death. But when you start shopping the inner aisles, where everything is boxed, packaged, those are ultra-processed foods. And the biggest risks were from artificially and, sweet, and sugar-sweetened beverages. You're taking a risk every time you eat a packaged food. Yes, I know it's more convenient. It's probably cheaper. It probably takes less time to prepare. And everybody is so busy today, working one, two jobs every day, taking care of the kids, running to day school, daycare, taking kids to dance, taking kids to athletics, whatever. I know everybody is busy. But listen, you can't be too busy when it comes to your health. Your health comes first. A previously studied, published study, found that women, listen ladies, women who drank one, one, or more sugar-sweetened drinks a day had an 85% increased risk of liver cancer and breast cancer. 85%, just one drink a day. Some drink more, but just one sweetened drink a day. Now, I like sleep. And I think sleep is as important as to what we eat. It's one of nature's principles for good health. You know, most people charge their phone all night. But we don't go to bed all night to charge our own batteries. That's where we really catch up on our health, is sleeping. And all the studies I've seen, the ideal amount of hours of sleep is nine hours. Eight is okay. Nine is better. Seven, oh, not so good. And some, some people get by on five and six hours. Well, you can only do that so long. And maybe you think you have a disease and, and why. Well, maybe it could be because you didn't sleep well or didn't have enough sleep. And now we're finding that sleep deficiency is tied into having diabetes type 2. The importance of sleep is extremely important for regulating blood sugar levels and A1C. Most studies on the health effects of a lack of sleep have been on men. In a new study, researchers recruited women between the ages of 25 and 75 with normal sleep and blood sugar levels, but who had one or more risk factor for type 2 diabetes 
including obesity and heart disease. For six weeks, the subjects delayed their normal bedtime by one and a half hours and slept only 6.2 hours a night. And the result of this study, insulin resistance is the beginning of type 2 diabetes. So insulin resistance increased for all the subjects, especially postmenopausal women who experience a 20% increase as well as an increase in blood sugar levels. Once the women return to sleeping seven to nine hours of sleep a night, their insulin resistant levels and blood sugar levels returned to normal. And we have people taking pills, drugs, for type 2 diabetes, for controlling blood sugar levels. Look all the natural principles you can follow that you can prevent having to use drugs. But everybody has you brainwashed to think that you need drugs. And who profits from that? Doctors, drug companies, Doctors would never believe that eating less sugar and getting a good night's sleep of seven to nine hours a night would control your blood sugar level without drugs. When a doctor diagnosed an individual with high blood sugar levels, they immediately think type 2 diabetes because they know you're producing insulin, so you're not a type 1, you're a type 2. And they automatically prescribe a drug. Why don't they just offer some advice and say, you're eating too darn much sugar because you have a lot in your blood. Where can it come from? Only because you make it available to your body and it gets into your bloodstream. It's just a natural process. Too much sugar in the blood means too much sugar in your body. That means you are eating too much sugar. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. It's just common sense. If you've got a lot of sugar in your bloodstream, you are eating a lot of sugar. That means carbohydrates. That means bread, pasta, cakes, pies, whatever, and sugar, and sugar-laden beverages, and these coffee drinks with 16 teaspoons of sugar per drink. Holy cats. Well, you wonder why you have so much blood sugar? Because you are eating too much sugar. That's just a normal common sense. Stop eating sugar. Reduce the level of carbohydrates. Get a good night's sleep. And you don't have to take drugs. Now, I'm not telling you not to take drugs because if your doctor prescribed the drug, I'm not a doctor to tell you not to take a drug. 
But if we have some common sense, it's just because you're eating, and I no, I don't eat any sugar at all. Nothing. So someone else is eating my sugar because the amount of sugar that we eat on a national average is based on every person in the population. So someone is eating my sugar. I hope somebody is eating your sugar because you are not eating sugar. Now we talked about ashwagandha, an Indian herb called Indian ginseng. There's a lot of herbs that come from India. I just got back from India a couple of weeks ago. And I love going to India. I have so many friends there. And I have been there, oh, I don't know, 12 to 18 times in the last 10 years. You can watch the vegetation grow. I mean, not literally, but they have so much perfect weather. They have a lot of humidity, a lot of moisture, a lot of sunshine, a lot of hot summers. That all the spices and herbs and botanicals grow like crazy. Not only ashwagandha, but many others as well. And one other that I like too is called bacopa. B like boy, A like apple, C like Charlie, O like olive, P like Peter, A like apple, bacopa. And now there a new study came out on bacopa because primarily it's used for brain function, for increasing the ability to concentrate, to focus, to think. But now they have studied a new reason for using Bacopa, and that's for Parkinson's disease. Bacopa is a plant that has been used for centuries in traditional Ayurvedic medicine, where it is thought to be especially beneficial for brain function and the nervous system. A new study just recently looked at the effects of Bacopa supplementation in patients with Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's disease is a progressive disorder that affects the nervous system, leading to difficulty with movement, including stiffness and tremors, mood changes, including anxiety and irritability. 20 people in a study of Parkinson's disease, was given 450 milligrams of Bacopa or a placebo daily for three months. The result of this study showed that Bacopa versus placebo in the patients taking Bacopa saw an improvement in their emotional stability, emotional symptoms, and motor coordination after their first month of use. And doctors can't do anything for Parkinson's disease. And with continued improvement, even at the end of three-month study, they were getting better the longer they took Bacopa. And here are some of our brain benefits 
from Bacopa. Modern research shows Bacopa can increase brain compounds associated with learning and memory. It protects brain cells from free radical damage called oxidative stress. Oxidation. You know, metal oxidizes. If you put iron out in the elements, snow, weather, rain, whatever, it'll rust. And it's kind of like our brain cells rust from free radical damage. So we need a lot more antioxidants that are found in berries, fruits, and vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So it protects our brain cells. The cobra protects our brain cells from free radical damage and reduces anxiety. In a clinical study in healthy adults, a single dose of Bacopa improved scores on standardized mental function tests, as well as reducing cortisol, the stress hormone, and improving mood. And the key compound in Bacopa are called bacocytes. So look for extracts that are standardized to 20% bacocytes. This is a very powerful, effective antioxidant for brain function, mental function, and Parkinson's disease. And if you even want better results, combine Bacopa with Greek mountain tea. Greek mountain tea is another herb with a long history of use for memory and mental function. Now this tea is available in capsule form for the U.S., We're not a tea-drinking nation. And as you might imagine, it comes from Greece, where Bacopa comes from India. So we're teaming up an herb from Greece and an herb from Bacopa to give you a better combination for improving memory, preventing mental decline with age, Sharpening focus and concentration while stressed. When people are stressed, they don't think quickly. They're not sharp on their feet. They don't have the right words. And some of the words that they're trying to grasp don't roll off their tongue very easily. They can't think of the right words. When you're under stress, you're anxious. And you can't think straight. But Bacopa sharpens the focus and concentration even while stressed. So take about 200 milligrams to 400 milligrams of Bacopa plus 400 milligrams to 900 milligrams of Greek mountain tea. This is a wonderful product for brain function. 
some research that I'll be able to come up with later that we already have in the pipeline is how it also prevents Alzheimer's disease and loss of memory. Make it as much sharper, even as we get older. Our brain cells can reestablish themselves, stabilize themselves, and we can grow really new brain cells with the right nutrition and the right supplementation. This is all a valuable lesson we've learned that brain cells, they've always said when brain cells die, they're dead. Well, they are dead, but we can regrow new ones. Now, in the last few minutes, here's another one I want to mention to you about manganese. Not magnesium, but manganese can improve healthy arteries. Manganese is a trace mineral, important for forming connective tissue, bones, blood clotting factors, and sex hormones. Some experts feel that as many as one in three Americans is deficient in manganese. In a new study, researchers found that manganese could clear plaque from artery walls. Plaque forms from deposits of fats, oxidized cholesterol, and calcium in the arteries. Plaque can partially or block totally the blood flow. Very poor circulation. In an animal model of atherosclerotic plaque, 12 weeks of manganese supplementation reduce the plaque by 75%, while the plaque in untreated animals increased in size by 15%. Foods rich in manganese include shellfish and nuts, especially hazelnuts and pecans. All nuts are good. They're very healthy for us. So with that, my friends, I'm all out of time. So it's time that I'm signing off for today. But you can always join me every weekend, same time, same station, for more health tips and as how you can have a better quality of life throughout your life. Your health is your choice. Just choose well. Say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.